Hey, what's up, guys? It's Rico here, CEO of Sourcefine Asia, host of the Main Channel Podcast, and the host of the Sourcefine Asia YouTube channel, of course, back with another one. This is my first DSLR recording, probably since the lockdown, to be honest, like since like March, this is September. I just haven't felt the need because, you know, with the DSLR, like, if I'm just recording in my apartment, it just doesn't feel, you know, the setup and all that stuff. Just it's like, what's the point? So I've been using my phone, which has been good, but like it's obviously a different camera quality. So what's different about this video is I moved into this condo March 15th, like on Plaza. And a big part of the reason why I moved into this condo is this lovely infinity pool and the other smaller pool and the, and the gym facilities. And they just got opened up about a week ago towards the end of September. So it's been rough. So I was like, you know, I'm going to record a video. I'm going to record a video outside by the pool, probably swim a little bit later at the gym and bust out the old uh, DSLR. So this video is about Chinese New Year. What is it like to be in China during Chinese New Year? It's kind of appropriate because I came outside and this happens to me a lot when I'm traveling in different countries, like I'm outside of China and then all of a sudden I want to record a video and then a Chinese family <laughs> shows up and, and sort of starts operating behind me. So the, the kids behind me were speaking Mandarin earlier. Their mom was here and I was just like, yeah, Typical, of course, of course. I can never escape China. All right, without further ado, here's a video. I don't want to be a product of my environment. I want my environment to be a product of me. So let's start with what is Chinese New Year. So for a lot of people that don't know, there's obviously the, I guess what you would call the Lunar New Year, which is the typical January 1st. And then Chinese New Year typically comes about a few weeks to a month, maybe even a month and a half after that, depending on their calendar. So they have the Chinese calendar. And basically what happens is it's sort of like Christmas mixed with New Year, mixed with like Thanksgiving, where the families all come together. They have officially about two weeks off, but the country actually shuts down for probably three weeks to a month. And if you're talking about suppliers and factories, the factories shut down for a month plus, maybe a month, a month and a half. Not like 100% shut down, but they start to lose their staff a few weeks before Chinese New Year, and they don't get back to 100% capacity in their productions until a few weeks after Chinese New Year is over and, and the holidays started. So it's not really a normal time to be in China as a foreigner because like if you're in the cities, the cities become empty. Like everybody leaves typically, everybody goes on vacation. The Chinese people that like you have to remember as well, like in any metropolitan city, like you're talking about Guangzhou, Shanghai, Beijing, Hong Kong, whatever. A lot of the people that live there are not from there, right? So they're there for work, they're there for their careers. So when the holiday comes around, what they do is they up and leave and they go and chill with their family for two, three weeks in you know their hometowns. So what tends to happen is most of the big cities become a little bit of a ghost town. It's very weird because China is like so busy all the time. Like it's always go, 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 go to then just be like very quiet and chilled. <laughs> it's a little bit eerie, but at the same time, it's pretty cool because what tends to happen is like it almost feels like you have the city to yourself. Like a city like Guangzhou, which is, I think the population is about 13 to 20 million if you include the surrounding areas. It becomes probably half that capacity, maybe even less than half of the people are around. 
in Chinese New Year is the largest migration of, of people every year. So I think it's you know in the hundreds of millions of people that migrate from the big cities to their small towns. And there's a documentary about it called Last Train Home, which is brilliant. Like you have to check it out. It, it'll help you fully understand what I'm talking about. So yeah, for me personally, Guangzhou, like I said, is usually very busy. And then during Chinese New Year, it's quiet. So it's, it's nice in some aspects because it slows down. Everything slows down. You feel like you have the city to yourself. You don't feel rushed when you're walking around. You don't, you don't feel like you're constantly, like if you take the subway and stuff like that, you don't feel like you're constantly bumping into people. But there are some negatives. Uh, a lot of the businesses shut down, even the, especially the local mom and pop stores. So like um, in my area that I used to live in called um, Lieda, the district was Lieda and then the, the apartments were Lieda Garden, Lieda Huawen. That area is like a sort of self-contained, you know, apartment, but it's like a self-contained apartment block. So there's a bunch of apartments and shops in, in their grocery stores and little mom and pop convenience stores and all that stuff. The grocery store shuts down. Most of the convenience stores shut down. Even things like, like dry cleaning and stuff like that shut down at least for a couple of weeks. So during that time period, like there's very limited options. Like you have to travel a little bit more to get some of the things that you'd usually get. The deliveries are slower for people that are familiar with Meituan, which is one of the main delivery apps in China. Maybe typically when you ordered something, it would take 10, 15 minutes to be delivered, maybe 20 minutes. During Chinese New Year, it might take 30, 40 minutes. Again, limited options, the stores close earlier. But what tends to happen is the foreign restaurants are open. And a big part of the reason is because a lot of the foreign restaurant owners know that there are people like me who stay behind sometimes. And, you know, that's a potential business for them. Like if they become, if they're one of the few restaurants that's still open, you know, they can take advantage of the fact that nobody else is open. Gyms closed. My office closed like for two, three weeks. So I can't go to the office. The gym also same thing about two, two weeks, three weeks where the gym is closed. You have to kind of become creative. Like for me, what I ended up doing is I would work from home and then also work from a place like Mikasa. Mikasa, the restaurant shisha place that I used to frequent all the time, formerly known as Boca. So I'd go to Mikasa a lot. And then in terms of the workout stuff, as you can see, like I would use the outside workout facilities. Like that's a big thing in China. A lot of older people like to do like functional body weight outside workouts. So you'll have a lot of these like little, you know, jungle gym, adult jungle gym situations. So I would like go for a run, you know, uh, I'm not a big jogger, but you kind of get forced to do it. So I wanted to do some cardio I'd go for like a 20, 30 minute run. And then after that, I would go to like the adult jungle gym and do some pull-ups and push-ups and dips and things like that. Um, just to, you know, just to keep some functionality, to keep a little bit fit during that time period. Because it's, I mean, it's very easy when your gym is closed and you're so used to going to the gym just be like, well, I'm just not going to work out for two weeks or whatever, which is not really, it's not really a good look. And for me, I usually still worked, but I mean, the work is different, right? Like I would, instead of working on the manufacturing side of things, because you can't work on the manufacturing side of things, you can prep for new productions and stuff like that, but the factories are closed. So what I would tend to do is that's the time when I tend to plan for the year. That's the time when I tend to focus on what I'm going to do content wise. Like a good example would be this year in 2020, I bought this DSLR during Chinese New Year. I bought a new phone during Chinese New Year so that I could up both my phone recording and the DSLR recording. I set out a new content plan for the year, which kind of got a little bit derailed with the whole COVID-19 thing. But at the same time, I then said, okay, I'm going to go to Indonesia. 
I'm going to take the time to film in a completely different country, a country that a lot of people don't necessarily think of going to unless you're thinking about Bali, but I wanted to go to Jakarta and Indonesia, get both flavors. So yeah, it just tends to be a time when I kind of reflect on the business and sort of plan out a little bit more. And I think we hired our content editing marketer around that time as well. Yeah, I do quite a few things during Chinese New Year, but it's all more big picture sort of work on the on the business. And it's cool, it's, it's nice to be able to take the time to, to plan out things a little bit more in terms of the, the content side of things. I was in China for five years. I experienced Chinese New Year in China probably two or three out of the five years. Some of them was like half and half. I was there at the beginning and I left. And then I left at the beginning and came back just before or just after the actual holiday. And the New Year itself is, is typical. There's fireworks, there's gifts exchange, there's you know festivities, food and all that stuff. But as foreigners in the city, you end up like meeting people that you normally wouldn't hang out with. That's what I found for myself is because most of my friends were gone. So I ended up meeting new people, which is always fun. You end up just discovering, I discovered like new restaurants, new offices, new lounges, new coffee shops that I usually wouldn't go to because you just venture out into the city a little bit more. And uh, you just kind of enjoy the calmness. But I will say this, for me, after experiencing it about two years in a row, I found like my productivity level start to go down. I mean, experience, I think it's definitely a good experience, especially if you live in China, to be able to see the contrast or have lived in China to be able to see the contrast. But I think you can actually be a little bit more productive if you maybe do a little bit of Chinese New Year and then leave like I've been doing in the last couple of years. Because when I went to Bali and, in, and Jakarta, I was able to take myself out of China and think about other things and create some great content and still do the same things I would usually do, which is the reflection and the sort of yearly planning and reviews and stuff like that. So that's it. That's uh, my little uh, diatribe on Chinese New Year. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for listening to this episode of the Main Channel Podcast. If you want to reach out to us, that's podcast at sourcefinancial.com. If you want to check out the show notes from the episode that you just watched, that's sourcefinasia.com slash China, And be sure to also check out our YouTube channel, SourceFinasia, all one word. Cheers. Surrounded by mostly white and affluent dudes. And somehow you expected to amass it a smooth swagger and move with the right walk, the right talk, fashion and cruise. So subtly attacked and abused. And what's funny is being black wasn't cool. Where I'm from, so suddenly you started hearing rap in the school. Hallways that Mrs. Madness I grew with a knack for a Using through this little skill for rapping to dudes And we all like to laugh at the truth But when you young and the same facts pertain to who you rapping them to Well, I opted not to bring that to the booth But after a while, this sort of starts nagging at you The crazed infatuation with blackness and tragic is viewed And the fact that the two only show blacks acting a fool And I was watching